hey, y'all, thank you so much for tuning into this message. We hope that it speaks to your life. And if you have questions, please contact us. You can contact us on the website at thousandhillsranchchurch.com or thousandhillsranchchurch at yahoo.com. And then you can also call us at 580-216-6427. And may God use this message to change your life. Well, I want to go ahead and uh, just get get on with what I'm going to talk today about. Uh, For the last few weeks, uh, we have been looking at the temporary versus the eternal. Uh, The temporary versus the eternal. A couple weeks ago, we looked at, you know, never buy a horse just because it's pretty. In other words, never look on things on the outside because it's what's unseen that really matters. Um, And then we looked at uh, how, how we need to realize that things in this world may change, but Jesus Christ never changes. Amen? He never changes. And then last week, we looked at the twitches of life, the twitches of life. Some of you guys, uh, you know, you got to see my twitch that I brought. It wasn't a nunchuck, right? It was a twitch. And uh, some of you guys, some of you guys will get that later. Some of you, do you you guys not, I mean, were you guys really raised so far in Northwest Oklahoma that you didn't know what nunchucks were? Come on. Cowboys get nunchucks, maybe, someday. Anyways, uh, I'll move on. Uh, so, but we learned that the twitches of life, even the things in life that hurt us, for tempor- they're, they're temporary. One of these days we're going to be set free from that. And, and what the twitches in life produce are eternal qualities in us. Remember that? They're eternal qualities in us. Well, today I want to continue our look in, in kind of that temporary versus eternal kind of a theme. Um, how many of you guys have land that was handed down to you from your forefathers or your, you know, your family or whatever, okay? Some of you guys have land. Well, um, my family, uh, it, we inherited some land actually back in the day. I'll give you a little, a little um, story. My, I have a, or I had a great-granddad named A.B. Haig, A.B. Haig, Af- Alfred Brown Haig. We named Hank, my son, his middle name is Brown, after his great-great-granddad, Alfred Brown Haig. Well, my great great my great granddad uh, Alfred Brown Haig. He was a farmer in Cherokee, Oklahoma. Anybody from Cherokee originally? You may know A.B. Haig if you're from Cherokee uh, because he used to sell all the farm implements at a at a place there um, and used to sell uh, Minneapolis Moline tractors. Anybody got a Moline M&M tractor? Nobody. Great. Glad they ran good. <clears throat> Um, well, he used to sell those, and he was kind of a, uh, he was a different character. I mean, he had, he had a little uh, rough side. He used to drive around, and him and his wife, they drove a Cadillac, you know, like a farmer in a Cadillac. That's kind of out of the ordinary, right? But they used to drive a Cadillac, and my, my great-granddad used to smoke big stogies. And he thought he was something, I guess, and he was. He, he was pretty prominent in the town, and he, he would drive his Cadillac and smoke stogies. I actually met him. Uh, when I was really young, and he was in a nursing home, and I'll never forget it because he was that old gruffy guy, you know, old gruff grandpa, you know, that could smoke a stogie uh, if they would let him. Um, but they didn't let him because he was in the nursing home. Um, so anyways, he had this land. Uh, I don't know how he came about it, really. I don't know the whole story. But it, they called it the home place, uh, the home place. Um, and this land consisted of so many acres, I really don't know how many acres, but here's the thing. My great-granddad used to live there, then my grandpa came along, and when my grandpa got married to my granny, my grandpa and granny moved into the home place um, where they lived for 
probably around four years. Now, after four years, my great, actually my grandpa passed away. Um, he was in a car wreck when my dad was four years old, so my dad really never knew his father. Um, and so when that happened, they moved from the home place to Winoka for a little while, and then they made their home on 10th Street right over here in Woodward. And that's how my dad kind of came here. But here's the point. You know, that, that place, that home place, they call it the home place. It's, again, I don't know how many acres. It's great wheat land. It's great alfalfa land. Uh, raised a lot of cattle. We get a side of beef every year um, from the home place and from this place. But here's the, here's the thing that I want you to get. That home place was just a temporary home to my father. If my grand, grandfather would have lived, maybe my dad would have grew up right there on the home place and lived there for the rest of his life, become a farmer just like my uh, grandfather and my great-grandfather. But that home was just a temporary home for my father. Now, here's the thing. My, my point today is this, and this is what I want us to get out of today. I want us to look at the, the difference between our temporary home and our eternal home. Okay, our temporary home and our eternal home. If you'll uh, look on the screen, John chapter 14, uh, verses 1 through 4. I want to preface this by saying this. Jesus is sitting at the table with his disciples, right? He's sitting at the table with his disciples. It's the last supper, and they're going to take this supper together. Jesus has just told the disciples, he says, I'm going to suffer. I'm going to die. But he says, don't worry about me. And so here's the thing. Instead of the disciples consoling or, or comforting Jesus, guess what happens? Jesus comforts the disciples. And that's where we catch up right here. Listen to what it says. John chapter 14, verses 1 through 4. It says, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. You know the place to, to where I'm going. Let's pray together one more time. With your head bowed and your eyes closed, I want you just to think about something. Here's what I want you to think about. Think about how this world is, is temporary. And then think about eternal things. Think about something eternal. Lord, I, I come to you t today and I, I thank you that... You have shown us that, that this world is temporary and that you've shown us that there is something that's eternal out there. We've just got to figure out how to get there. And you show us that way. And so, Lord, I pray today that as we look at the things of this world versus the things that are eternal, that you would just speak to our lives and help us to live for things that are eternal, not for the things that are temporary. Lord, I give you the glory. In your name I pray. Amen. Well, here's the thing. I want us to look at verse 2 again. Verse 2, uh, it says, it says, My father's house has many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? When it says my father's house, guess what it's talking about? It's talking about heaven, right? It's talking about that eternal heaven that, that we receive when we die if we know 
Christ as our Lord. In these verses, we learn a few things about the future for those that believe in Christ. Here's number one. If you're taking notes, and you should have a note deal there on your orange card. But here's number one. Ready? Are you guys ready? Come on now. Are we excited? Do I have to wake you up? Do I need to throw my hat at somebody? I better not. Well, here's the thing. Number one is this. And this is obvious, but here's number one. Heaven is home. Heaven is home. I don't know about you, but I get confused sometimes. Here's what I think. I think that my, my home on earth is really just going to be my home forever. Anybody been there? I mean, we buy things. We, we build up things. We, we buy cars. We buy horses. We buy land. We buy homes. We buy all this stuff thinking that it's going to last. I don't know about you, but I do it. I mean, and again, does God want us to enjoy this earth? Does he want us to take care of the land that he's given us? Yes. But here's the thing. I'm just a steward of the land that I've been given. I don't own it. I mean, there's been people over the world and over the the history of, of time that have fought for land because they thought it was theirs. It's not. It's not ours. It's not yours. It's not mine. This is a temporary place. Look at John 4, 14, uh, the last part of it. It says, what is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Here's, I, I got a question for you. How many of you guys, though you may know Christ, do you always feel like there's something missing in your life? Even though you know Christ, even though that you're a believer, but you just walk around and sometimes you just feel this dissatisfaction in your life. Anybody, anybody feel that? Can I, can I just tell you what that is if you don't feel that or if you do feel that? You know why that is? It's because we're not home yet. No matter how much I build at my house, no matter how many barns, no matter how many rooms, no matter how many things that I do, no matter how, what I paint the walls, doesn't matter. It, I never really feel at home. You know why? Because this is not our true home. Heaven is our home. And so, again, we're just passing through here. Look at 2 Corinthians 5.1. It says, for we know that this earthly tent we live in is taken down. Or, or when this earthly tent we live in is taken down. That is, when we die or leave this earthly body, we will have a house in heaven. An eternal body made for us by God himself and not by human hands. Do you see what that's saying? One of these days we're going to die and Christ with his own hands, God with his own hands is going to build a house for us. And so here's the first truth. This world is not our home. Heaven is our home. Here's number two. Heaven is going to be amazing. Heaven is going to be amazing. Some of you kids, you know, you watch these shows of, you know, the fairy tales and all this other stuff. I know my daughter loves to watch My Little Pony, and they, they go up into the clouds, and, and, and they spend a lot of time there, and that's where they live. My, my daughter wants to, you know, live there. She wants to, you know, join the My Little Pony crew. But here's the thing. That isn't even going to compare to what heaven is really like. Heaven is going to be amazing. I, I don't know about you, but at some point earlier in my life, I, I remember thinking this. I remember thinking, you know, I, I just want to go as many places as I want because I, I want to just enjoy this life. And I would go almost every weekend. I would try to live it up. I'd try to go wherever I could. I mean, I've traveled all across this world. I've been, uh, you know, overseas a couple of times. I've, I've done everything uh, that, I, that I could ever dream of. But here's what I want to do now. 
I want to just stay home. <laughs> Does that mean I'm getting old? I mean, I've become my parents. I always say that. But, but here's the thing. You know, I used to think, man, it's all about the weekend. It's all about going out. Let's drive to the city. Let's do all this. And now I'm like, I want to sleep in my own bed. I, I want to eat my wife's great cooking. I want to ride horses on my own land. I want to just stay home. There's no place like home, is there? Now, here's the thing. You, you, and here's what else that I can compare to about home. Uh, you know, you can be yourself there. I love being able to be myself in my own home, walking around in my underwear, <laughs> peeing outside. I mean, you guys don't look at me like you don't do that. <laughs> I mean, seriously, you can be yourself. You're accepted there. It's a safe place for most people. I mean, again, some of you guys have a home life that is hell, and you hate home. Listen, I, I'm so sorry. And I, I, whatever we can do to help you, we would, we would love to be able to do that. But here's the thing. No matter how good we paint this picture of us living in a home here on earth and how good it can be, it doesn't even compare to our heavenly home. I mean, the Bible paints a great picture of what heaven is going to look like. And I want to give you four reasons that, God, that, that heaven's going to be amazing. I'm going to fly through these. Number one, God will be there. Just like it's not about the brick and mortar that I live in, it's about my wife and my kids making us a home, it's going to be the same way when you get to heaven. It's not going to be about all the other things that are going to be in heaven, it's going to be about God being there and Jesus Christ being there. That's what makes it heaven, right? Not just the the streets of gold that we'll talk about. Look at verse 3. It says, I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, and this is Revelation 21, look God's home is now among his people. We, he will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. Again, God is going to be there. And, and again, it wouldn't be heaven otherwise if the Lord wasn't there with us. Number two is this, reason it's going to be amazing. There will be no more crying, no more pain, and no more dying. Can I get an Amen. Revelation 21.4, he will wipe every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death, no more sorrow, no more crying or pain. All these things will be, are gone forever, forever. This um, past week, and I, I kind of mentioned this maybe last week, but this past week, uh, my wife and I went to a funeral of a seven-year-old boy. Um, my best friend, one of my best friends, his name is Jeremy Freeman. He pastors a church in Newcastle. Um, he has five kids or had five kids. Um, and uh, at the age of seven, his, his son was fighting a rare form of leukemia. And uh, when he was born, he was born without an immune system. And so after about a year of fighting the disease and, and trying to, to, you know, overcome it, uh, the seven-year-old boy passed away last Sunday about 1.30 in the morning. Um, and, uh, and so we went to the funeral. And I'll, I'll just tell you this, and some of you guys have been through this, you know how it feels, but losing a child is the worst thing that, that anybody can imagine. Um, I, I'm amazed at my, my good friend Jeremy, who stood up and uh, shared stories about his own seven-year-old son. And uh, his kids got up. He's got, you know, again, three or four other siblings. They got up and told stories about their, their brother, Trey. And uh, one, of the, one of the kids, the daughter, uh, she got up and she said, you know what? I prayed for two things, two different things. He said, she said, I prayed that God would either heal him or that, she, that he would take him home. And here's what, here's what she said. 
He did both. He healed them. And he took them home. Listen, my friends are experiencing agony that that I can't even imagine. But here's the great truth about it. And they know this. and, and, And it's amazing to watch their faith. It will end. The agony, the pain, the sorrow that we feel, the pain that we feel in this world, someday it's going to be over. We're going to be sick no more. We're going to be blind no more. I mean, all the things that we deal with are going to be no more. What Adam, listen, what Adam brought into this world when he sinned, God's going to reverse back. And he's going to make this this life that we're going to get to live in heaven, he's going to make it perfect again. No more struggle. And so I thank God for that. That's, that's one of the reasons, the amazing reasons, that heaven's going to be amazing. Number three is this. It's going to be grand. I don't know what other word to use, but it's going to be grand. I mean, the Bible says in Revelation 21, uh, 16 and 7, it's going to be huge. In verses 18 and 19, this city will be made out of pure gold. Verse 21, gates are going to be made of pearl. And listen, verse 23, it says, There will not be a sun or a moon, because God's glory and Jesus himself will light it up. He's going to light it up. And then verse 27, it says, There will be no more evil. And so, again, it's going to be grand. Here's number four. Number four is this. It's going to be permanent. I mean, again, this world is temporary. But when we get to heaven, it's going to be for eternity. Look at John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whosoever, whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have what? Everlasting life or eternal life. Romans 6, 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is what? Eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And so heaven's going to be eternal. So again, you say, well, what's going to be amazing about it? Those things are going to be amazing about it. Number one, heaven is our home. Number two, heaven will be amazing. And then number three, and this is is where I'll finish. Number three is this. To get home, you must know the way. To get home, you must know the way. If you're going to make it to heaven someday, you're going to have to know the way. And, and, and here's a question for you. What would you say to Jesus if he was to ask you, why should I let you into heaven? Don't answer it out loud, but just think about it. What would you say to Jesus, or what are you going to say to Jesus that day when you reach the pearly gates and he asks you, why should I let you into heaven? Some of you may think, well, I went to church. That's my answer. Some of you think, well, I was christened as a baby. That's my answer. You know, some of you think, well, if you know, I, I read the Bible, you know, I, I, I did this or I did that. Listen, sadly, all those things are going to fall short. It isn't about being a part of, a, you know, Thousand Hills. It's not about coming to church necessarily. It's about this. It's about accepting Christ into your life as your personal Lord and Savior. In John chapter 14, when, it, when he says, you know, in my father's house, there'll be many rooms. Thomas, one of the disciples, he, he pipes up and he says this to Jesus in verses 5 and 6. He's, Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, listen to this. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You say, how do I get home? How do I reach this eternal home someday? It's only 
through Jesus that you can reach that home called heaven. Here's the thing. God is preparing a place for those that are prepared to go. And so here's my question. Are you prepared? Are you prepared? Are you going to be able to spend eternity in heaven? Are you going to spend eternity in hell? I mean, hell is the other alternative, and I don't think any of us want to go there. Now, here's the thing. Accepting Christ, I want you to get this. Accepting Christ isn't just about lip service. I mean, it's not just about going, hey, okay, I accept Christ. I pray this prayer, fill out a card, and I'm good. No, listen, it's about life change. I want you to listen to this verse and I'm done. Matthew 7, 21 through 23. It says this, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only those, only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me that day, and Jesus is talking, they'll say, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? And then Jesus will say, then, I, then I'll tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evil doers. You know what the truth is there? Many people, again, they're going to go, I, I just went to church. I mean, I, I did all this, and, and, and I did all this for you. No, listen, it's not necessarily about your works. It's about giving your life to him and living a life that honors him. It, it should be a life-changing experience. Not just a lip service experience. And so you may be thinking today, well, I'm never going to make it. I mean, I'm a sinner. I don't think I'll ever make it. No, listen, you can make it. Because you know why? Jesus has offered salvation. He's offered a, a free gift that you can accept and you can receive today. I'm going to ask you to bow your head and close your eyes for just a second. With your head bowed and your eyes closed, I want to read you this one last verse in, Roman, in Revelation 21, 27. It says, nothing impure will ever enter it, nor will anyone who dwells or who does what is shameful or deceitful, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. So here's my question to you. Is your name written in the Lamb's book of life? I'm going to ask the band to come back up. You guys keep your head bowed and your eyes closed. We're going to sing a song, and I want you just to listen to the words. With your head bowed and your eyes closed. This song is called Welcome Home. And I don't know about you, but I, I want to hear those words. One of these days when I, when I die and I, I go to, to be in heaven, I want to I hear those words, welcome home. And so as we sing this, I, I just want you to listen to the words and just allow God to speak to your life.
head bowed and your eyes closed. <clears throat> I want to know, and again, nobody's looking around, but I want to know if you're going to hear those words. Will you hear those words, welcome home? I hope that you will. Listen, you can know today where you will go when you die. And so maybe you're here today and you don't know that. All you have to do is place your faith in Jesus Christ and he will come into your life and save you. So maybe right there in your chair, you just need to confess that. Say, Jesus, I, I need you to come into my life. I need you to save me. I know I've done wrong. I know I need a savior. Forgive me of my sins and give me eternal life. Listen, maybe if you prayed that prayer just now, you want to let us know about it, we would love to hear about it. Fill out one of those orange cards and place it in a yellow bucket and we will contact you later. Lord, we just uh, come to you now and we thank you for the eternal home that we have to look forward to. We thank you that you've given us eternal life and that this world is not our home, that heaven is our home. And look for us that know that, I pray that you would just show us what that's going to look like and may we reveal that to other people may we show this world how they can get to heaven as well Lord we thank you for the gift of heaven and we give you all the glory in your name I pray Amen Again, we want to thank you for listening to this message. And if you have questions, please contact us. We would love to visit with you. Again, Thousand Hills Ranch Church at yahoo.com. Or you can contact us by phone, 580-216-6427. And may God bless the ride you're on.